0: Welcome back, SFL Nation. Welcome back to SFL Nights with AJ Stryker. I am glad you're back here again with me tonight. Thank you so much. Or today, whenever you're listening to this. I hope that you had a great day or night, weekend and week. Tonight's podcast will include SFL chat around the water cooler, Quick recap of week nine, player of the game, was I right? The picks for week 10. And I have a double fourth and goal interview with Mr. J.R. Lawless, linebacker and rookie for Tallahassee Pride, and Hall of Famer, defensive coordinator, strong safety, Mr. Eddie Gage of the Houston Hyenas. Both of them are on with me tonight, and this was fun to make because I did get two completely different takes on the league, and I decided to just keep it simple with this tonight. So I hope that you enjoy, and up next, I have SFL chat around the water cooler. Keep it right here. Welcome back to SFL Chat Around the Water Cooler. Now, we had some non-contract rookie signings um, that I was announcing, and this is actually the second round of those signings. I'll have the third round of those signings on next week. But I want to congratulate all these rookies for getting off the couch and onto the field very fast. And it goes as follows. Baltimore signs number 55 linebacker Sir Ron Yates. Charleston signs number three, kicker Amanda Moyer, another female, hey, hey, girl, hey. (laughs) Denver signs number 24, cornerback Lee Amada. Houston signs number 13, wide receiver Toby Gleason. London signs number 98, defensive end Alessandro Tomello. Mexico City signs number 57, linebacker Jack Duddy. New England signs, number 95, defensive end, Brian Lincoln. Queen City signs, number 15, wide receiver, Chad Gleason. Seattle signs, number 20, free safety, Pete Mitchell. Sioux Falls signs, 84, number 84, wide receiver, Al Dilipri, senior. St. Louis signs, number 81, wide receiver, Ken Flynn. I'm sorry, Kevin Flynn. Tulsa signs, number 55, linebacker, Vin Davis Jr. Welcome to the squad, Vin. So happy to have you. Alaska, uh, Atlanta signs, number 11, wide receiver, Severus Sativas. Carolina signs, number 98, defensive end, Forrest Stark. Chicago signs, number 20, free safety, Ron Hoffman. Hoff, excuse me. Las Vegas signs, number sixty. Defensive end, Jason Kairacos. Tallahassee signs, number 81. Tight end, Jack Wall. And Vancouver signs, number 95. Defensive end, Matthew Braun. Congratulations to all of you. And Matthew, I'm glad that you finally found a home and that you decided to stay because I know for a minute you decided that, that you may not want to do this. So thank you for staying. And... So, some teams may still have some openings for um, for you, actually. Since this was on September the 3rd, maybe those positions have been filled. But, just to be sure, if you're looking for a kicker position, Atlanta could be your home. Contact I'm an from the Swarm. The Seattle Tyrants are looking for a positive active committed team member that is hungry and ready to play these games at the linebacker or defensive end position specifically. Contact Crash Combs, Tristan Carr, or Mike Mart for details. The Carolina Skyhawks are looking for a kicker as well. Contact either Mr. Christopher Colon, Mrs. Rachel Ray-Ray Colson, or Mr. Harris Versailles. Gabrielle Manny is looking for a cornerback for the San Francisco Sharks. If you're interested, please go talk to him. Alan Predators, owner for the Charleston Predators, is seeking to fill a defensive end, a tight end position. If you're interested, please contact him. Baltimore is looking for a member to join their squad as well with a high football IQ, high motor, and high T levels. Please contact Darren Malone or TJ for more details. Las Vegas is looking for someone to join their team as well. Contact Tom the Bomb Brahmin for greatness. (laughs) And... Freeman Pelter of the St. Louis Gladiators is also looking for three team members to help fill key role positions. Please contact them if you would like to go help them out. You contact Freeman Pelter, Colin Douglas, for details. Next up, we have our fourth and goal interview with Mr. J.R. Lawless of Tallahassee Pride. Stay tuned. Back with a fourth and go interview, at least the first part anyway. Tonight's guest is Mr. J.R. Lawless of the Tallahassee Pride. How you doing, sir?
1: Very good. How about yourself?
0: Doing fantastic. Thank you so much. Time, ta- thank you so much for making time for me tonight.
1: Yeah, I appreciate the, the opportunity.
0: Anytime. So, my first question for you is who are you like your name age um hometown and an interesting fact about you
1: uh my name is uh john lawless uh 35 years old uh, uh kind of raised all over the east coast as a military brat but uh I called tucson home for the last uh, uh 11 years being stationed out here uh in the air force myself and interesting fact is uh i've actually tried uh, stand-up comedy for about a year, and I was uh, a baseball broadcaster for a couple of seasons with a local team here.
0: Nice! Oh, that, that leads me to another question. So, Well, I'm going to ask that question later on, but we got to go back to that baseball broadcasting
1: thing, definitely.
0: <laughs> um, how did you find the league?
1: How did you find the SFL? So uh, a friend of mine, actually, uh, uh, we were talking other sports uh mainly hockey uh, another passion of mine but uh he was showing me that he was actually in a bar in ohio and uh the bar was actually playing sfl games um and a couple of guys were, you know they had their own team that they were rooting for and one of the guys was an active player i'm not quite sure who but uh um he showed me a picture of the game being streamed and i was like what is that and i just kind of looked it up and uh that was about a week and a half ago, and now I'm part of the league. See? It takes,
0: you know, just a little bit of dedication to go from the couch to the field in no time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so do you play any sports in real life? Was it football or anything like that?
1: So uh, being uh, active-duty military, we have intramural sports uh, quite often, and uh, I used to be really into football, softball, and hockey, but... Uh, Unfortunately, I've had three knee surgeries in the last mm. two years, and uh, that's kind of put a damper on me being uh, too, too active with anything. Um,
0: Definitely. Definitely, I can imagine. And yeah, I try to go to
1: the squadron games to court, but I can't really be a player anymore.
0: I understand. And, you know, you're there with them in spirit, so I'm
1: sure that they appreciate
0: that, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, what branch of the military are you in,
1: or where are you in? Uh, Air Force. I'm uh, active duty Air Force. I've, I'm still in. uh okay. Been in 16 years. Uh, four, four to go to retirement.
0: All right. Hopefully, those four will fly right by. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, do you plan to participate in any other capacity? of the league, such as a broadcast team or multimedia team or social media team, and that is where I was going to go with that baseball broadcasting thing, because, you know, we do need broadcasters and statisticians. Uh,
1: well, uh, as of right now, I'm just dipping my toe in the water trying to uh, help out with the team however I can. Uh, uh, I do have a, uh, a Twitter account set up to help social media with the spreading the news, uh, you know, different graphics that I make on a Fairly constant basis and I've seen trying her. to get the word out there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> trying, to get the, trying to get the word out there for the simulation football league and get more people uh, involved. But uh, so as of now, for the for this season at least, I'd like to just keep doing stuff like that and, and everything. But uh, yeah, in the future, you know, if uh, if there's an opportunity that rises and somebody does want to uh, ask for my help or. Or, or let me uh, uh, fill in for a need that the league would have. I'd probably uh, entertain that idea. Sounds good. Keep you in mind. <laughs>
0: and so, how do you plan, or how have you contributed to the
1: Tallahassee Pride's locker room? Uh, I try and uh, you know do the graphics and the images. I've made uh, uh, football cards for a couple of. The- uh, I also try and just, you know, joke around and keep things lighthearted. I'll throw a football meme or something in there every once in a while. And, uh, um, yeah, just try and stay active. And uh, I, I have been asking a lot of questions, making sure that I understand the processes and everything that's going to be involved uh, in the future uh, with, uh, of not only my player but of the team and, and the league as well. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, been, uh, it's been interesting so far. Gotcha.
0: And so, um, how? What do you expect from
1: Tallahassee, the team? Uh, I think just about anything that uh, that you do, as long as uh, uh, in and out of sports or uh, anything. I expect what you put into it is what you get back. So if you're loyal to someone, they'll be loyal to you. Uh, So I I would expect as as long as as I was an active member and helping out best I can, you know, I'd hope my uh, my expectation is my team would do the same for me. Well put.
0: And (laughs) so, how did you feel when you heard the news that they were going to pick you up?
1: Uh, I was pretty excited. they were, the, they were actually the second team that reached out to me, um, but the first, the first one didn't actually offer to sign me, they just offered to answer any questions I had. But uh, <laughs> Tallahassee was right behind them and, and basically just enjoyed the the graphics and, and everything that I was putting out there. And they said that that was something that they could really use on the team. So uh, it was a couple of days later they were uh, Uh, They offered me a spot and and signed me then. Yeah, sounds like somebody missed out on a good opportunity. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: (laughs) So, last question. Do you plan on playing the same position for the rookie showcase and the draft as you are playing right now? Because you're a linebacker at the current moment, right?
1: I am. I, outside linebacker on the weak side, uh, a lot of opportunities to uh, sack the quarterback or uh, uh, disrupt screen plays and screen passes on that mm-hmm. outside edge. Um, as of right now, uh, I think that'll be something that uh, we attack as a team with Tallahassee and myself, uh, because if, if, if there's an opportunity for me to stay with the team um and change positions or stay at that position. I'll do that. However, if I do end up going into the rookie draft, um, I I think I actually uh, I enjoyed my first play being a huh, the the first real play I made in the game last week was a uh, was a safety, and I kind of kind of dug that feeling. So I probably stay at outside linebacker.
0: Okay, interesting. Now, is that a position that you would have taken in
1: real life if you could have played? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've only played intramural flag football. Uh, In in high school, I, I uh, I, I was working too many jobs to really have a to be in sports and stuff like that. But um, uh, outside linebacker and and reading the offense has kind of always been a. I've, I've always had a keen eye for it. Fantastic.
0: Well, I thank you. I really do thank you so much, J.R., for your time. And at the end of the interviews, what I like to do is give my guests the last word. So at this point, you can say what you want to say. You can sing a song, you can write, you know, okay. recite some poetry. It was only one person that's ever sung to me, and that was Mark Mello. And he's on my team right now. <laughs> I think that has something to do with it. but um or you know basically give any shout outs anything that you want to say any messages to anyone this the floor is
1: yours uh yeah i'd, I'd just like to uh shout out cc and uh, and the rest of the team at uh, the tallahassee pride give me the opportunity and uh uh, uh you know we've, we've been having fun joking around and stuff so far in the chats and and uh, uh you know I, I i know they appreciate the uh the graphic work that I've been doing and everything and just a big shout out to those guys for giving me the opportunity and a big shout out to you for giving me the opportunity for this interview
0: yeah anytime I like to invite you know I like all voices to be heard if you want to be on the show then you can do that just so people can get to know you this is a really really good community if you haven't noticed already you know I've been here for two seasons and it feels like a family for real, so I hope you can sense that too. But you are invited to come back on maybe a little bit later. Looking forward on. to
1: being a part of it for a long time.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. But you are invited to come back on anytime you would like yep. to. Um Still there. Try- yeah, I'm here. Just yeah. do okay, me a okay, favor. Do yep. me a favor. Try to Looking get I've been trying to get Sir Chappelle <laughs> on this show for the okay. longest, and he has been avoiding me. So now that you're on the team, maybe you can put this message in the locker room.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Will do. I'll uh, I'll put up the wanted sign. There you go.
0: There you go. <laughs> but all right, I appreciate your time. Talk to you soon, and see you. And welcome back to my week 9 review. Was I right? Player of the game and my picks for week 10. Now, games win as follows. Alaska Storm went against the Queen City Corsairs. Queen City won 28-13. Alaska Alaska's passing was 261 yards. Rushing was 73 for a total of 294 yards. Alaska held the ball for 22 minutes and 22 seconds with one turnover. Queen City had 409 yards passing, 53 yards rushing, total of 462 yards. They had the ball for 21 minutes and 37 seconds and had five turnovers. And so that definitely made, uh, it would make a difference in normal circumstances. But I guess they just lucked up with that one. You know, with the pass game, 409, it was a pretty good pass game. So, player of the game was Curtis, I'm sorry, Chris Curtis. The logo, six receptions, 132 yards, two touchdowns, 22.0 per catch. London Knights versus the Atlanta Swarm. Atlanta won 40-38. Oh, I was not right about that first game. I did choose Alaska to win and Queen City won, so congratulations, Queen City. London Knights versus Atlanta Swarm. Swarm won, 40-38. to 38. London Knights had 295 yards passing, 151 yards rushing, for a total of 446 yards. Atlanta Swarm had 408 yards passing, 72 yards rushing, and a total of 408 yards. While London Knights had the ball for 23 minutes and 22 seconds with two turnovers, Atlanta had the ball for 20 minutes and 38 seconds with three turnovers and was victorious. Player of the game was BDG Hollywood with 20, I'm sorry, 12 attempts, 72 yards, one touchdown, 116 receptions, and one reception touchdown. Was I right about this game? Yes, I was. Baltimore Vultures versus OKC. I did choose the Vultures to win. And they did, 48-14. to Baltimore had 373 yards passing, 153 yards rushing, for a total of 579 yards. OKC had 245 yards passing, 103 yards rushing, and total time, total yards rather, was 348. Time, Baltimore had the ball for 25 minutes and 11 seconds. OKC had the ball for 18 minutes and 19 seconds, but OKC turned the ball over five times, while Baltimore only turned it over twice. The player of the game was T-Roy Gaines. T-Roy, 22 attempts, 126 yards, three touchdowns, and eight reception yards. Was I right about this game? Yes, I was. Denver Nightwings versus the Carolina Skyhawks. Denver won 34-27. I was right about this game as well. Denver's passing was 393. Their rushing was 76 for a total of 469 yards. Carolina had 285 yards with 53 um, yards rushing. 285 yards passing, that was 338 yards total. Total time for Denver was 22 minutes and 13 seconds, one turnover. Carolina had the ball for 20 minutes and 48 seconds with no turnovers. Player of the game was Jared McChesney. With 25 attempts, 76 yards, one touchdown, and 92 reception yards, two reception touchdowns. Carolina Predators versus the Tulsa Desperados. Heartbreaker. Seriously. Um, We were winning this game up uh, by 14 and just could not hold on to it. So the Charleston Predators won 21-17. Charleston's passing was 139. Their rushing was 115 for a total yardage of 254. Tulsa had 394 yards passing, 19 yards rushing, and we also had 413 yards total. Time. Charleston had the ball for 20 minutes and 8 seconds with no turnovers. We had the ball for 23 minutes and 19 seconds with two turnovers. Turnovers make a difference. Player of the game was Keith Swearingen. 22 attempts. 110 yards, one touchdown, 18 reception yards. Was I right about this? Hell no, I was not. Vancouver Legion versus the Chicago Wildcats. Chicago came out on top 34-24. Passing was 317 yards for Vancouver. 72 yards rushing, at 389 yards. For Chicago, they had 301 yards passing, 125 yards rushing and 426 yards all together. Timing. Vancouver had the ball for 18 minutes and 22 seconds with five turnovers. Chicago had the ball for 25 minutes and 38 seconds with two turnovers. Ash Odom was the player of the game with 20 attempts, 129 yards, one touchdown, 52 reception yards, and two reception touchdowns. Was I right about this game? Yes, I was. Sioux Falls Sparrows versus the Las Vegas Fury. Las Vegas won 19 to 16. Very close game with this one. Um, passing for Sioux Falls was 230 yards. Their rushing was 74. Total was 304. For Las Vegas, they had 198 yards passing, 20 yards rushing, and 218 yards altogether. Sioux Falls had the ball for 21 minutes and 49 seconds. While Las Vegas had the ball for 21 minutes and 17 seconds, and Sioux Falls had three turnovers, Las Vegas had two. Player of the game was Red Sawyer with three sacks, seven tackles, and zero tips. Was I right about this game? No, I was not. St. Louis Gladiators versus Mexico City Aztecs. Mexico City won 44-3. Passing for the St. Louis Gladiators was 146. Their rushing was 73 yards and total was 219. Mexico City had 345 yards passing, 107 yards rushing for a total of 452 yards altogether. And timing, St. Louis had the ball for 17 minutes and 11 seconds, while Mexico City had the ball for 25 minutes and 49 seconds. With one turnover, St. Louis had four. Player of the game was Ray Bentley. 16 attempts, 94 yards, two touchdowns, 109 reception yards, one reception touchdown. Was I right about this game? Yes, I was. And I figured Mr. Sugar Ray Bentley was going to be the player of the game as well. Seattle's Tyrants versus uh, San Francisco Sharks. Seattle won 33-14. Seattle's passing game had 260. 10 yards, Rush, rushing was 178, total was 388. San Francisco, 204 yards passing, 45 yards rushing, 209 yards altogether. Their timing, 26 yards and six minutes for Seattle, 17 minutes and five yards. I'm sorry, 17 minutes and five seconds for San Francisco. San Francisco had the ball. Um, I turned it over five times. Seattle, only turned it over once. Player of the game was Mr. Zach, the Sandman Sandland, with 29 attempts, 179 yards, eight receptions, and one reception touchdown. Was I right about this game? Yes, I was. Now, was I right this week? I actually had six right and four wrong. For the season... I'm having 46 right and 23 wrong. So, twice as many is right as I do wrong this season, which was a big jump from last season. I was on a roll with the nose last season. So, but so upcoming games, my picks for week 10 will include on uh, September 15th, Chicago. I'm sorry. The Carolina Skyhawks and Atlanta Swarm will play, and I'm choosing Atlanta to win this one. Chicago versus Queen City. I'm choosing Chicago to win. Tallahassee Pride and Houston. I'm actually choosing Houston to pull this out by a small margin. I think they're going to win by at least a field goal. Um, I think Eddie got some stuff that he got in his trick bag for – Sir Chappelle. So we're going to see what, how these two defensive lines are going to match up. Sioux Falls Sparrows versus the Mexico City Aztecs. I'm taking Mexico City on that one. Tulsa Desperados will be playing the OKC Renegades, and I'm taking us, of course. New Orleans Pharaohs are ta- taking on the San Francisco Sharks, and I am going for New Orleans on that one. a small margin. They are at at Shark Bake Stadium, so anytime you enter the Shark Tank, gotta be ready. So, Charleston Predators versus Seattle Tyrants. I'm going with Seattle on this one. Vancouver Legion versus St. Louis. I'm going with Vancouver. I'm sorry, St. Louis. I'm just just going with uh, Vancouver. Um, Las Vegas Fury versus Denver. I'm going with Denver. And... That does it. So, those are going to be our matchups coming up. And I'm looking forward to each and every one of them. It is playoff. Well, playoff time is just around the corner. Not quite playoff time yet. Teams got a lot to prove still. So, got to go in and win these games. As you know, we lost ours, but we still have a chance. Tulsa still has a chance. So, hopefully we can do what we got to do. Get back into the um, locker room and back to the drawing board and, you know, make these plays happen. But... Next up, we have my second part of my fourth and goal interview with Mr. Hall of Famer Eddie Gage. Stay tuned. And we are back with my fourth and goal interview featuring mr hall of famer mr strong safety mr defensive coordinator mr eddie gage how you doing sir i'm wonderful how you doing i'm doing fantastic it's always great to have you on eddie thank you for having me yeah yeah so I just had you um, come out today because I had a few questions about, you know, being a defensive coordinator, being a strong safety, and even being a Hall of Famer. And I was just wondering if you can just shine some light on some of those um, those positions for me.
2: Absolutely.
0: Thank you. All right. So first up, we have um, why is the strong safety position? So important. First of all, can you define what strong safety is, and then tell me why is it so important?
2: Uh, in regards to the, it probably depends on what area you're speaking of. Okay. Uh, back when I was playing, a strong safety was pretty much relegated to the strong side of the field meaning the side that the tight end lines up on okay he's also uh used and run support depending on the on the scheme that you're running more so than a free safety would do however nowadays with uh, an emphasis put more on a passing game a strong safety is also asked to not only support the run but also cover as well just as much as a free safety would be okay so as time has evolved and the game has advanced so has the responsibility of a strong safety you can't just be one-dimensional meaning you can't be you know average in terms of covering the pass and looked on as a fourth linebacker on the field you have to be able to multitask and be able to support the run and the pass.
0: Okay. Now tell me, what is the difference between a strong safety and the cornerback?
2: Cornerbacks are primarily covering a receiver. Okay. Okay, depending on the scheme again, you know, oftentimes they're covering the X receiver, which is primarily the, the, the primary target, the Y receiver, the Z, you know, which is which are all pretty much receivers. Okay. Safeties will cover tailback, tight ends, and receivers. You know, they they have uh, I guess I, you could say more responsibility. They also uh, tend to be the captain of the back end of the defense, in which they make the call. Okay. They uh, they make audible depending on what the offense is doing at the line of scrimmage pre-snap. So, essentially, they have a lot more responsibility.
0: Gotcha. So tell me, Eddie, why did you choose to be a strong safety?
2: Well, I started my uh, football career playing as a running back. But as I noted in my Hall of Fame speech, whenever I carried the ball in my left hand, I tend to turn the ball over too many, too many times, and I got uh, moved over the defense. <laughs> and uh, I started out as a corner, but um, my coach saw my skills and he wanted me to be around the ball as much as possible and so he moved me between free safety and strong safety. But uh strong safety was more fun to me because it allowed me to not only play the deep ball but to also be involved in the running game as well as the short passing game. It, it was just more fun to me. So
0: gotcha.
2: It kind of stuck.
0: I like it. I like it. Well, I think apparently it stuck to you very well because you're in the Hall of Fame. So, so, speaking of which, how did it feel to be inducted in the Hall of Fame? And I'm sorry that I missed your speech, but I heard that it was absolutely amazing.
2: It was, I enjoyed it very much. Uh, (laughs) I was so nervous about it that um, I probably rewrote my Hall of Fame speech three times. It was something I, I wanted to do a week prior to the uh, actual convention, but uh, due to work being, keeping me tied up, I didn't get a chance to write it until I was actually on a plane on the way to the convention. And when I did, I probably rewrote it and edited it a couple of different times, as I mentioned. So, but yeah, it was great.
0: Fantastic. And so, what do you have... What kind of advice do you have for anybody that's seeking to be in the Hall of Fame?
2: Consistency. Uh, Get your progressions in every week to allow you to advance your player. Mm -hmm. Um, You need a coach that uh, does his job in terms of film study and putting you in position to make plays. You have to be diverse, and especially as a safety, you can't just be strong. You know, in terms of run support or uh, pass coverage, you have to be multi-talented and, and able to, you know, showcase your skills throughout, you know, the course of the ball game as much as possible.
0: Fantastic. And so, put your defensive coordinator hat on for a second. I would like to know how much effort does it take to enter in plays every week and then just to to come up with different plays every week?
2: Well, the main thing I would say is film study. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how much everyone else watches film, I don't add. But I tend to watch at least the four previous games, if not five. Depending on how busy I am that particular week, I try to watch at least five games of film every week to pick up plays that our opponent may have added or taken out. You know, certain things I need to key in on mm-hmm. uh, to stop big plays or to, to limit, you know, third down tendencies, goal line tendencies, things like that. So I try to play situational football in which I take away. What our opponent tends to do more often than not. Okay. So I would say I would say film study is one. Uh, another I, I like to do is practice individual uh, plays to see where our uh, players tend to showcase their talents more. Mm-hmm. You know versus. Our opponents, say for example, I'm playing Alaska. I want to try to put Chad and Fats in a position where they can get out to the quarterback <laughs> while simultaneously uh, being sound in the run game as well. So I, I try to find individual matchups that work and keep them out of situations that aren't beneficial to us.
0: You know, I noticed that when we played you guys, um, I was doing the highlights for it recently, and I noticed Fats just kept finding me, man. Like, that guy is, (laughs) that guy's a beast, and I've had games where people weren't able to really touch me and things like that, but Fats was able to get through, so, yeah, kudos to you on that one.
2: Thank you.
0: You're welcome. And so, do you start a new playbook every season?
2: I do. Why? And there's a couple of reasons behind that. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Like, for example, this season, we we added Fats as a defensive tackle. Mm -hmm. Prior to this season, we only had Chad on the defensive line. This season, we have two. So, I had to revamp what we'd like to do that would serve as a benefit, you know. Like I said previously, when we're playing uh, different opponents, because some things may may work versus one team, but not another.
0: Right.
2: And to expand on that. For example, Everett Garrison, he may look good versus one opponent and press man coverage, but not another. So I have to keep him out of situations that it exposes any potential weaknesses he may have while simultaneously i look for stress that he may have that i can take and abuse an opponent with as well
0: gotcha and that's why you know everybody uh loves eddie man they <laughs> they love you as defensive coordinator because you do take the time out you can tell who does though you can take you can tell who watches game film who is heavily involved in in that kind of stuff like you and Mighty and TJ, like, I can go down a list. So, kudos to you guys for that. And, um, what is the most common defensive play called in the SFL and why?
2: The most common defensive play?
0: Yes, that you've noticed. <laughs>
2: uh, that's a good question. Let me think about that for a second. Okay. Because, there are there are tendencies.
0: Yes.
2: For example, I've noticed a lot of teams run a three-two cover two. A lot of teams run a three-two cover four. Me personally, I'm not a fan of it, but a lot of teams use it. And I I don't I won't go into the particulars as to why. I I know why they do it. I'm me personally, I'm not a fan of it, but a lot of teams do it. And I won't say in particular, but there's one team who runs it exclusively. And despite the fact that I don't like it myself personally, they have had success with it Mm -hmm. for several seasons now. So it's hard for me to argue against it when the results are clearly there.
0: Perhaps it has something to do with the team build itself.
2: It does, and, and I I know, again, I, I know why they do it. Yeah. I'm just not a fan of it. I've always been, I've always had a more aggressive approach than a lot of coaches, mm-hmm. and there has been times where it's burned me, but I don't know. I've, I've always had an aggressive nature, and it's something that, I'm I'm working to try uh, how can I say this? I, I, I'm, I'm trying to learn to be more patient mm-hmm. in terms of defensive play calling and just allowing teams or uh, forcing teams to make a mistake or force a punt, but the aggressive nature in me just won't allow me to do
0: it. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> well I mean that's something that you apparently, you know, gotta learn to do because it's gonna be something that'll help you grow, you know. So you say it won't let you do it, but I I think that it will in the long run. You just gotta let it go. True. So with your um what what do you think what are some uncommon defensive plays that you've seen like maybe once and you were just like oh my god, I didn't know that AI could do that or is there anything that kind of jumps out at you?
2: Uncommon
0: that you won't see a lot. Mm-hmm. Like it happens very rarely, like me actually running the ball. Happens very rarely, but it does happen. <laughs>
2: I've seen teams call safety blitzes or a cat blitz. Okay, it's 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 difficult to get to the quarterback because it it it, it takes t- t- a long time to get there mm-hmm. But I, I, I have seen that play successful But mm-hmm. more often than not it, it just doesn't work in our league mm-hmm. But every now and then you will see teams still call call
0: Okay Interesting interesting stuff man I'm glad you took some time out of your schedule eddie to come and um talk to me a bit you know i know that you're busy man especially with all of the planning and everything that you're doing for the teams and everything so i'm going to get ready to let you go and thank you so much for your time but as i do with everybody you do have the last word shout out sing a song you know whatever you like to do at this moment the floor is yours
2: i'd like to give a shout out to cameron irvine for starting this league we're 13 seasons in now and when it first started it was nowhere near the size that it is today he uh has went through trials and tribulations getting this thing going but uh we have we've gone from having one broadcaster per week to now a broadcaster for every game. We recently have a a TV deal. We now have conventions every year, and this league has just blown up, so I'd like to give him a shout-out. I'd like to give a shout-out to TJ Speaks for bringing this league to my attention. If not for him, I wouldn't be here. I'd like to give a shout-out to, again, TJ Speaks as well as Javon Simeon for giving me the opportunity to be their defensive coordinator and furthering my passion for this game allowing me to take my skills and showcase them weekend and week out I like to give a shout out to everyone who voted me into the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. I also like to give You're a welcome. shout out to <laughs> all of my teammates and one other thing I like to say since I'm here
1: mm-hmm.
2: Season 14 expansion needs to happen. And I'm not mentioning, I'm not referring to roster expansion. I'm referring to team expansion. Cam, and to all the voters that are out here, to all the administrators, we need a team in in Arizona yesterday. It should have happened last season. But it wasn't my time. However, my time is now, and I expect, I demand a team in Arizona. Arizona needs an SFL franchise. Arizona hasn't had a winner since the early 2000s with a one World Series win of their baseball team. It's time to put football on the map in the city of Phoenix, Arizona. Season 14, SFL Arizona. No excuses, no explanations. I just want results, and that result needs to be a franchise in this city that deeply deserves it.
0: And we dropped the mic on that one. (laughs) 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 Well, Eddie, uh, you know, if anybody deserves a team, i believe you do man you have everything that you you know most things that you need to do done already as far as and how you plan for it and you know all of that good stuff so i really do hope that it works out you know because we have so many people that have joined i believe the last time they checked it was like 130 new members that just joined you know but yeah you know it's all about who stays and all of that good stuff, but don't worry, brother. I know you'll get just you'll get yours when it's when it's time to. And I feel that it's time. It's been time. But, As do I. <laughs> well, thank you so much, and of course you are invited back on anytime you want to come. You got some um, good news. Hey, when you do get that team, then you'll be able to announce it on the show. I would love to be the first one
2: i can't wait to share it with you
0: fantastic well you have a great day sir and i'll be seeing you out on the field
2: thank you take care
0: you too bye bye Special thanks goes out to all of you who took the time out to listen to this podcast this evening. I really appreciate it. And also, I would like to give special thanks to Mr. J.R. Lawless and Mr. Eddie Gage for their time as well. And if you would like to be heard on the show, please... Feel free to DM me or if you catch me in chat, just mention it and I'll make sure I get you on the show. I do like to talk to everybody in the league, whether it's league staff or coaches or owners or players. I don't care. It's all about getting to know the community. Looking forward to bringing you another podcast next week. And you all have a wonderful day or night. And until next time. Striker, out.